If you guys are anything like me, you love to feel dialed in to your work, to your craft. Am I right? Like you want to feel that flow state. You want to feel productive. You want to feel dialed in, but you don't want to be like over the top, like bouncing off the walls. Right. So it's like a fine balance. And for me, you know, over the years, I don't know, for like so many years now, I can probably pinpoint it back to probably around 2008. I started to really take my health seriously when it came to trying different products and like finding things that can help me get dialed in with my brain, my cognitive function, and just perform better. You know, like, especially somebody like me who did a lot of partying over the years, I always wanted to find the things to balance out. I know it's funny looking back, but I feel like I did that. I feel like I always found tools that could like balance me out and I don't recommend doing that, but <laughs> that's just, that's just what I did. But I've always had a passion for finding awesome products, things that, especially like with the brain and helping me feel clear and dialed in. And after, you know, while starting a podcast and, and becoming an entrepreneur, it really, I really found that you got to have that mental edge, right? And, you know, when we do the work, the meditations, the breath work, the yogas, the working out and all that, it's all great. But, you know, when you sit down to do the work, it's nice to have a product that helps you get dialed in. And so, like I said, I've been searching for a product that can help me with that. And, I love coffee, but sometimes I go over the top with it and I drink too much and it actually takes me out of what I need to do. It makes me feel like I'm all over the place. makes me crash. You guys probably know the feeling, but sometimes tea alone doesn't help, doesn't, doesn't get you there. So I found this product called Magic Mind. You guys may have seen it bouncing around. They've kind of blown up. They've been on Joe Rogan, but I tried these guys about a year ago, almost to the date. And it really helps. It helps from my focus. It gives me energy and it doesn't add to the stress levels. So they have like to get a little bit geeky here. They got lion's mane mushrooms. They got acetylcholine. They got uh, bicopa monieri. Can't even say that right, but that's for focus. So like, you know, if you've heard of the word nootropics, that's what that helps with. That's it's like help, helping you focus better. And then for energy, there's ceremonial matcha, there's cordyceps mushrooms, some B vitamins, and then for the stress, ashwagandha, L-theanine, and turmeric. So L-theanine is great. It's in green tea. It helps you focus, energize without like feeling like too, you know, too all over the place. So what you can do is you can take it. It comes in this little bottle. It's like the world's first productivity shot. It's pretty cool. And you take it and you'll feel the difference immediately. I know I did, but what I like to do is I like to take it alone, but I also love my coffee. So I like to have my coffee. And then what this does is it almost balances me out and it helps me like get to that. I'm energized, but then I'm dialed, you know, amped up without the crash, but feeling dialed in. So great product. I highly recommend it. I don't talk about many products on here, but this one is great. They're a great company and they're um, they're blowing up and I love supporting great companies. So if you guys want to try this out, use the code UAP20 at checkout to get 56% off your first membership. And I highly recommend trying it, do it, go big, do it. That's a huge deal. You'd be crazy not to, or use my code UAP20 at checkout to do, to get 20% off your first one-time purchase. So that's UAP 20 at checkout for 20% off your first purchase or UAP 20 at checkout to get 56% off your first membership. It's all in the show description below. Check it out. Magic mind. If you guys want to take things next level, get dialed in, feel amped up without feeling crazy over the top coffee crashes, try these guys out. You'll love them. All right, enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. We have Kyla Gannon joining us today. 
She specializes in empowering and guiding women to live their best life through somatics, embodiment, and breath work. She is a powerhouse at what she does, and I honestly really appreciate how she shows up. Like, I've said it to her before. I'm like, how do you create so much content? Like, how do you stay on top of this stuff? Like, you're doing, you're kicking so much ass. And uh, she's just like, yeah, it's just what I do. She's making a real difference in the world. She specifically works with women. But what I love is that, you know, we are on similar journeys, similar paths with breath work and somatic therapy and all that stuff. And I just think there can never be enough of it. I think that so many of us are struggling with different things in our lives. And it's so important to have resources and a lot of different people doing it. And, you know, she, she embodies the work. She does great work and I really, really admire it. And I wanted to have her on the podcast. She's also got her brand new podcast out called reclaimed. So make sure to check that out, but let me just give you a little bit of like a background about her. And then we'll talk about a little bit what we discuss in the conversation, what to pay attention to, and then we'll get into it. So Kyla is the visionary founder of the Sacred Essentials Company and the Essentials Membership, which is an innovative platform dedicated to the empowerment and holistic wellness of women. With a profound passion for personal development and well-being, Kyla has established herself as a leading somatic breathwork facilitator embodying a unique approach that combines ancient wisdom with modern practices. Her journey into the world of holistic health and empowerment began after years of personal exploration and learning as we get into in this episode. And her expertise in somatic breath work is not just a professional qualification, but a personal journey of transformation. This deep understanding of the mind-body connection is at the core of her teachings enabling her to guide women through transformative experiences that foster physical, emotional, and spiritual growth. In this episode, it's packed full of things, packed full of value. I really enjoyed this and some things that we covered, some insights on finding your voice through breath work, navigating grief and embracing self-awareness for personal and spiritual growth. Kyle also delves into the importance of acknowledging our own biases and limitations and how intuition and self-connection can lead to a richer and more fulfilling life. Really enjoyed this conversation. It's a powerful conversation. For those of you that don't follow her on Instagram yet, let me just give that to you. So even if you're listening to this, you can go and follow her and you can put a face to who she is. Her Instagram is the sacred underscore essentials t-h-e-s-a-c-r-e-d underscore e double s e n t i a l s the sacred underscore essentials is her instagram and she's got lots of goodies on there for you freebies and offers so make sure to check her out either now or after the podcast go Go follow her and subscribe to her podcast, Reclaimed, as well, because she brings the heat, brings the fire, and uh, yeah, it's worth worth checking out. I I knew Kyla probably 20 years ago, briefly. She worked at a gym that I worked at in Victoria, BC, Canada, for those of you that don't know where that is. Um, and she worked there. I kind of, you know, we briefly chatted here and there, but we, you know, we didn't really know each other that well, but we... We kind of did, but I knew of her and seemed similar circles and people, you know, over the years. And then recently within the last year, we reconnected a year or two and I've been following her work. She's been following mine and we become, you know, fans of each other's work, which is really cool because we're kind of on the similar paths, but different. And I just, I love it. And I want to showcase her work, especially to you women out there, because you could benefit greatly from it. And now we've connected and now, you know, we, um, here we are, she's on the show. So we dive into all the things and yeah, I really enjoyed this podcast. If you guys haven't subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to this, hit that follow button or hit the subscribe button or, you know, the drill it's 2024, follow the podcast, stay on top. The reason being is that when an episode comes out, you download it automatically to your inbox. So you don't have to think about it. This will eventually be on YouTube as well. So subscribe there. And yeah, 
Enjoy this episode with Kyla Gannon. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, Kyla, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So good to see you. So good to see you. I mean, I've seen you on the screen, but it's been like decades. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, right? When you see somebody on the screen, you see them on social media. You're like, wait a minute. I haven't talked to them in a long time. Like actual (laughs) face to face. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to see your face. Yeah. So I'm excited about this because obviously we are in similar on similar journeys, you know, with the work that we do. And I just love kind of understanding the reason behind like how you got into this stuff, especially with like breath work and transformation. And, you know, from when I first met you for all the listeners out there would have been probably early two thousands at a gym called planet fitness in Victoria, (laughs) with the purple, everybody wore the purple getups. Right. And it was like a different world back then. And that's where I first met you. And, you know, then over the years, I don't know, life happens. And then we got reconnected on Instagram and then, you know, we're both doing different things. So I'm, uh, I'm really interested in your story and kind of like unpacking how the journeys evolved for you. So why don't we, there's so many places that we could start but why don't we kind of just take us through like the beginning part of like what led you to get into that first, that fitness journey. And then how did you kind of evolve out of that into like what you do now with breath work and mentoring and empowering women and all that? Yeah. Okay. So I, um, out of high school, I lived in the middle of nowhere. I lived, I say in the middle of nowhere. I was like 20 minutes from a town, which felt as a teenager felt like the middle of nowhere. Mm. And so I would work out a lot. I would run or I would do, you know, workouts from a weird video that you would, you know, who knows what we used to watch back then. And so we're going into grade 12 and everyone's deciding where they want to go and what they want to do. There was nothing I wanted to do except for fitness. I was like, I love this so much. And I knew that I wanted to help people and I didn't know what that meant, but I knew that I wanted to like help people and I liked fitness. So I was like, well, maybe I can do a thing. And I, I feel like I'm going to age myself, but that wasn't really common. Like I didn't have a lot of people in my life who were making fitness a career. Anyways, bless my parents. Both of them were like, do whatever you want. That sounds great. And so I started, uh, I started that process when I was 18, I was teaching aerobics when I was 18, which is a whole other hilarious story. And, and then my mom, um, was diagnosed with brain cancer when I was 20. And so I stopped everything. Um, and she passed, uh, right after my, I guess I was 19 actually when she was diagnosed. So she passed like a couple of weeks after my 20th birthday. And I, yeah, I completely halted everything in my life. And about a year later, my dad and I were talking and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go into nursing. My mom was a nurse. She was an incredible nurse. We had incredible nurses during her passing. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a nurse. That's what I'm supposed to do. So I went back to school to be a nurse and I was miserable. And my dad, thank God was like, that is not, that is not your path. Like you don't, that's not what you want to do. Let's go back to the fitness. Let's go back to that thing. And so I did and moved to Victoria, got a job at Planet Fitness and was starting this sweet little career that I didn't know anything about as personal trainer. And um, to be clear, she had us also cleaning toilets at at Planet Fitness. It was like such a rugged, (laughs) anyway. (laughs) It's a whole other story. Now, before I moved to Victoria, I was living in Nanaimo and I didn't know anybody. My mom had just died. I was dating a hockey player who was playing hockey in the States. So he wasn't around. I was really alone. And I, I started at this new gym and the owner of the gym was this really intense, very competitive 
very steroided up woman who was very sweet, but very intense. And she walked up to me and she was like, I'm running a fitness competition in nine months and you are going to be in it and I'm going to train you. And I was like, okay. And so she did. So she proceeded to train me for the next nine months and put me into a fitness competition. And that started that whole journey, which I'm both grateful for. And also like, God, that's an ugly journey. It's so unhealthy. And as a 20 year old woman who was very vulnerable. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anything about what actually, what it actually meant to be healthy and strong and fit and well. And so it turned me um, into a bit of a, mm, I was very tender for a long time. I was definitely morphed with what was like appropriate. I never had a full on eating disorder, but anyone who's been deep in the fitness world, it's like, okay, I had a French fry. I have to go to the gym tomorrow. Like, I can't even believe I did that. I can't believe I did that. And that was my life for like 15 years. And I was training other athletes and I was competing and I was working with an international supplement company. We're going to all the big expos, the Arnold's and the Olympia and photo shoots and magazines. And like, it was a pretty fun time externally. And inside there was always this piece that was like, ah, oh, this just isn't right. Like there's gotta be something more like but I didn't know what that was I feel like I was never given the opportunity to even discover that because I was like you're gonna do this and just plant it into this industry and um fast forward to I guess I was like 32 I started teaching yoga and that was a little bit more of there was something there and I was like oh this might be this might be the thing because, you know, I'm working with clients and it's just this constant story of what they hate about themselves, what they want to change about themselves, what isn't good about themselves. And then you kind of become a therapist as a trainer and you start to hear all of these stories and more detail of their lives. And I was just, it was so clear to me that it wasn't about their body. Like This isn't about your body. Like There's so much more to what you're telling me, but I didn't know what that was. I didn't know how to access it. Then I found yoga. I felt like I was accessing it. People are getting emotional. There's some releases. We're opening up. It's, you know, really beautiful, but still it wasn't quite it. And I was still in the fitness world. And then fast forward 2019, my acupuncturist was like, Hey, you should come to this breathwork session that I'm running. And I was teaching yoga and I didn't know what breathwork was. So I was like, I don't need your breathwork session. Like I teach yoga. This is what I do. I was really like, <laughs> yeah. I never, I never said that of course. But I was like, I don't need that. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Anyways, months later after her asking and asking and asking, I finally go to this breathwork session and you know, just as well as I know now that that is not the same as a yoga class. That is not the same as traditional pranayama. We're not box breathing in this place and everything changed for me so god it was so powerful it was so powerful so she has us laying down we're all doing the breath it's all great she has us you know move some energies so we're shaking out her arms shaking out her hands shaking the body that's totally fine shaking away having a good time and then she asks us to make sound she's like okay i want you to like move that energy through sound so, ah like really loud really long and i couldn't I couldn't, my mouth was already open. We're breathing through an open mouth, but I couldn't make a single sound, which led me down this internal rabbit hole of like, where's your voice, Kyla? Like who, who took that from you? Where did it go? Which then led me down. Oh, right. Your mom never really had a voice. She never used her voice. Grandma didn't have a voice. I don't even know if I remember what my grandma's voice sounded like. And that set me into this like, oh God, I wonder how many women in my lineage didn't have a voice and then it spiraled into like oh right just women we don't have a voice like when did this happen what happened and so then I am like pissed it went from like what's wrong with you to just like really really pissed and this is probably like 13 seconds but it feels like an hour and I'm getting fired up and I can feel my temperature and I'm still not making a sound my lips quivering I'm like on the verge of a freak out. And then as soon as she invited us to stop, this little squeal, like the squeak was like, ah, that's like thing came out of me and it was game over. It was like waterworks. 
my whole body felt like I could relax. And it was this knowing in me that like, oh, I just like that story stops here. That story stops right here. Like I have just found my voice. I will now use my voice. And if I can help anyone to feel that even a fraction of how empowering that moment was and how healing, like it felt like I literally in that moment healed the lineage of women in my life. If I can help anyone feel that way, I'm in like a hundred percent in. So we finished the breath session. I was sobbing, but in like this beautiful, powerful, strong, also heartbroken way, like all of these emotions and session finishes. And I walked up to her and I was like, who is your teacher? How do I do this? And proceeded to track him down online. He was running a workshop in Victoria, like three months later registered for it. And I started the process of quitting my business as a personal trainer. I was like, this is it. This is it. And I spent the next like two and a half years studying with him. And it's what I do now. And it's, it's all I do. And it feels like home and it's like fitness. Like as soon as I left it, I literally don't remember how to do a push up. Like I left it like completely disengaged, fully immersed in breath work and somatics and so grateful for that whole journey because I just wouldn't have even known that there was something else if I wasn't in something that was slightly unaligned for me. Yeah, there's so much there. You know, there's, I've heard so many times on the show about the fitness journey and how it just destroyed people's health. And there's so much, like, there's such a deeper thing there around like, that wanting to look a certain way and like that, that whole industry is just even for guys like that time period, like early two thousands, like we didn't know shit about shit. Like even as a hockey player, the nutrition, like the way we trained, all the stuff is so backwards. Now it's so, it was so wrong. And even with guys and doing steroids, myself included, like trying to feel like, we're trying to get jacked women. You guys are trying to get ripped and trying to all trying to like, just feel, you know, worthy enough. Right. Yeah. Like, none of us feel worthy enough. We're like, we got to do this thing. And, and it's like this, I've heard it over and over and over again, that, that industry. And it's so powerful to hear that you were able to kind of understand like where you were at, because a lot of people don't, really realize and have the awareness of that like that and that transition that you had of realizing like like what you were actually doing and then once you do breath work it's like you come home to yourself right you're like oh mm -hmm. that i feel a bit different mm -hmm. that's interesting mm -hmm. i don't need as much i don't like things it's just wild how you feel that connection and then you start to put, you connect the dots as to like, wow, I can't believe I was living like that or thinking like that. Yeah. And it's like, okay, with fitness, but then also you start to look at it it's with everything. It's, yeah. it's taking us out of ourselves. It's putting our power outside of ourselves, right? Yeah. Like trying to find worthiness. Well, worthiness isn't out there. No. Nobody or nothing will make you feel worthy if this isn't connected. Like when you say coming back home to yourself, that's exactly what it is. And, and it's, it, you know, it's, it's plant medicine. It's, it's breath work. It's, it's community. It's like solid, like conscious, yeah. like present community and everything is taking us outside of that. Like social media, my God. Oh, Everything yeah. is just taking wow. us outside of that and trying to fit into these boxes that even, you know, societal or family, school systems, government systems, whatever, trying to fit in these boxes to be accepted. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you mentioned something that I kind of want to go deeper on about your mom and, you know, I also lost my dad. And I know that feeling. So I would love if we could kind of go there and just, I, I have you been able to like, how did you process that firstly? And okay. have you gone back to that point? I'm sure you have. 
at the stage where you're at now with the tools that you have and maybe like walk us through that journey. Cause I think a lot of people have been through loss maybe in the past or they will go through it like we all do, but you know, grieving isn't talked about, right? We don't really know how to grieve. Like yeah. people don't, we don't learn this shit in school. We rarely, nobody talks about it, but yet yeah. we all have to go through it. And sometimes yeah. we got to go back into that timeline and be like, Ooh, okay. I got to kind of work through that and, you know, heal that part of us, of, mm -hmm. of ourselves. So speak to that if you can. Yeah. That's been so present for me right now. So it's been 20 years since my mom died. And I think about it all the time. I still will have moments where my legs collapse from underneath me and I'm just a total mess. Mm. Um, <laughs> when she passed, I, so I was with her in the moment that she passed, which was such a gift and such a blessing. And I really hope that everyone gets to be at a, at a death. And it would be different if there was like a crazy accident, but in a, you know, natural ish cause to witness the process of someone transitioning is really beautiful. And I think really dissipates the fear of death. Um, I was able to, yeah, be with her like face to face and watch her take her last breath and then give her a kiss and be with her. Um, and then what I did as a 20 year old woman is I went into like full masculine lockdown. I'm okay. I don't need anything. Like I went into super protection mode super survival mode mm. I only went to one therapy session because everyone was like you should probably go to therapy and I was like I'm fine I don't need it I went to one and I was like I for sure like smart talked my way through I'm totally fine I'm totally fine never went back went into hustle mode started running my own personal training business and like kept myself so busy that I didn't actually have to grieve it I, it came in waves. I would have little emotional outbursts, but I never, and I, I wouldn't have known this then. I only know this now Yeah. as I'm 40 and learning what it is to actually soften into my feminine and feel the feelings. I had been in such protection and survival mode after she passed, trying to keep myself afloat and okay. Um, which kept me okay. I was fine from the outside everything looked great I was living this really exciting life I was traveling all over I was in really good shape I was yeah I was having a good time but what I was not doing was allowing anything other than happy and good into my field and so I wouldn't allow myself to acknowledge that I was stressed that I was angry that I was sad any feeling that wasn't happy and cheerful and perfect. I just didn't even allow in. And so I was, now I know I was totally exiling like really important parts of myself. I was totally detached from, from home, from myself and therefore not able to allow those feelings to move through, to honor my mom, to let her energy actually like leave. And so that's been a really huge part for me in the last few few years is is letting that be and so having it's so interesting timing like so many years later allowing big big levels of of grief to come through and something that I've also struggled with and I don't know if this resonates for you but it might it might for someone we have such interesting relationships with our parents my mom in my eyes was perfect my mom was perfect. She was hardworking. She was beautiful. She was kind. She was funny. She was all of the things. I was her pride and joy. And she wasn't perfect. And I've really neglected to look at anything other than her perfectness, which for my own growth and healing has also blocked a lot of aspects because I haven't looked at parts of my childhood. I haven't looked at parts of my life that have attributed to my personal challenges because it would involve looking at my mom in a light that wasn't shiny and bright and beautiful. And so I'm allowing myself into those spaces where I'm like, oh no, she she also had some faults and it's okay to go there. 
someone um, I was working with a somatic coach on this and and she just reminded me so easily so simply of course the description of unconditional love it's loving them in their light and in their dark in their wonderful beautiful traits and in their challenging and upsetting traits and and it really reminded me that to love my mom unconditionally also means to look at the parts of her that were very human and that weren't so shiny and bright. And I'm curious if, if I didn't have the whole experience of even like stifling some of it to then be into this work, if I would ever have gotten to the place of looking at those aspects of my mom and really forgiving those parts which has allowed myself to heal a little bit deeper. So, sorry, this is like really long-winded. I just think it, it's like grieving is not linear. It's not the same for everybody. For me, it's been a continuous 20-year process that probably actually only started a few years ago. And I think what our society does a lot is we, we stifle. Like I know for sure boys, you're told like, don't cry, be a man, toughen up, hold it together we're told other things, but all in all, we're told to stifle. We're told to like shut down yeah. from a very young age. I have friends who uh, family members have died and they were the boys in the family and were like not allowed to cry at the funeral, like not allowed to cry. And here we are like 20, 30 years later and they're like, like they're holding so much. And so like permission to really, feel it you know we're so quick to like celebration of life let's celebrate them and it's like fuck that let's mourn them like they need to be mourned you can celebrate them in like a year celebrate them later mourn them mm. you know like i look at indian culture so many other cultures like they mourn the death like our our indigenous communities mm. at least in canada and i'm positive elsewhere in the world there's like a five-day mourning process where the family and friends come into the home where the body is here and present and we just grieve and mourn and in Canada and the U.S. we're like well that's too bad um okay let's put on yeah. our nicest black dress and let's just talk really positively about them and just pretend like it's all okay and we'll just be okay that's bullshit yeah it just turns into another like party setting like drinking an excuse totally. to just like hide like totally. celebration of life. Like I get it. I, I understand where it's coming from. People want to put a positive spin on it, but then it just turns into like more escaping. Exactly. Like, it's just like, like, Oh, let's celebrate him. Let's get fucked up. Like, right. it's like why? That's so, it's so crazy to me to think about. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to, we need to mourn. We need, we need, to, and we need to mourn in the way that feels right for us. And that's not everyone will understand it. And they, that's fine. They don't have to, yeah. and it will look different for everyone and it will come and go, you know, it'll come and go in, in waves and that's okay. And the only reason we grieve so hard is because we love so hard. You know, it's a really beautiful double-sided thing. And, you know, I think to have the ability to grieve and to have that much like, oh, towards someone is a really beautiful gift. Like you've loved really, really deep. Mm, such a great point. How do you balance being able to go into the dark, the feelings, but not getting lost in the dark mm -hmm. while still, you know, being able to, you know, when it comes to manifestation and creating the life of you, you know, having that, that North star, you know, there's like, I've noticed over the last few years and being involved in different spiritual communities, sometimes people can get really lost in the addiction of the trauma and like almost like wanting to just sit in that dark all the time. And it just perpetuates more and more of it. But like you do, there's like a point in time seasons where you got to feel it, but then it's like, all right, like, let's fucking go. It's time to like, we gotta, we gotta shift into like a different, a different frequency here. Like, how does, how do you deal with that? Like, how does that work for you in, in, in your, 
healing and like personal growth journey personally? Yeah, I really love that question. That's come up a lot in my community lately where I, <laughs> I want to be soft about it. And, and, you know, when we're speaking about trauma, there has to be tenderness. Of course there does, but there's also like, we have one life on, in this body on this, you know, we'll talk about that another time. We have one life. <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, we're actually living multiple lives. Totally. I, yeah. I, I understand like, exactly what you mean. <laughs> I know you do. Um, so in this body currently we have one life and it's really short. It's so short and you know what? Full permission. You can sit in your victim -y space. You can cycle in that loop. If that's what actually feels good and serves you and lights you up. I don't think it does, but if it does stay there, but if you're going to stay there, we don't get to then keep talking about it and wanting it to be different. And this goes for like, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to gain six inches on my bicep. Like it's all, it's all the same. And I'm not taking away from, from the depth of, of what some trauma can bring. There's this part where we have to have accountability for ourselves and take ownership and decide what we want. And so again, this is personal choice. I want a life that is like far better than I could ever even imagine. I want so much joy and so much abundance and so many experiences and beautiful connections and like wealth, health, all of it. I want all of it. And so in order to get that, I need to be in the energy of that straight up. So there will be times that I'm going to sit in my cycle of, I don't know, whatever it is, if I'm warning my mom again, or if I'm in like work, isn't good or whatever it might be. My relationship just ended, whatever that might be. I can sit there and I'll sit there for a little bit. That deserves a little bit of attention, but I know that if I stay there, well, I will absolutely never get to here. It's just different vibration. It's just different energy. It's different vibrations. It's literally like different planets. It's like it is actually like different dimensions that maybe is information that I have because I've been in the self-development space for a really long time. And I've, I have those conversations with people it's in my realm and so if it's, you know, for those who I trust anyone listening to your podcast is also like in this realm. So mm. they might be like, yeah, yeah, I hear you, girl. I totally same, same. But for people who don't know how to get themselves out of that, well, what are you doing about that? Like, are you surrounding yourself with people who are also holding victim energy or are you choosing to surround yourself with people who are like getting after it, like living the life that, that they want to live? Are you around expanders? Are you around people who are making you like contract and, and tighten up? It's it's choice. It all comes down to choice. Everything. Are you gonna get up when your alarm goes off? Or are you gonna hit snooze? Are you gonna stay in your cycle of this feels really shitty? Or are you gonna give yourself a couple minutes there, maybe a day, and then go do the thing that you know switches your energy? Go jump in the cold water, go go outside and like yell and scream into the forest. Like what is going to shift your energy? It's all a choice. And so for me, it's like, who am I spending? Yeah. Who's who, who are my people? Who am I spending my time with? Who's my inspiration? Who's my, my feedback, right? Like if I'm going to complain and, and repeat my loop to someone, my people are going to call me on that. Kylie, you've been telling this for a long time now. <laughs> what do you do about it? Yeah. And aren't you grateful for those people? Because I, so I, I wish that I had more people like that would call me out on my shit when my shit is like, cause like sometimes I'm like, I'm like, man, like you've been telling that story. I even say it to myself for too long. Mm -hmm. Like how great is it when someone's like, Hey, like I love you, but that's enough of that. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. shit. I needed that. Like yeah. that is a gift. It really, really is. It really is. And I also want to say, like, it isn't always just that easy to be like, you're right. I've been telling that story for a long time. I'm not going to tell it anymore. Totally. There's usually some somatic work that goes into that. There's usually some work with that inner part of you. Is that four-year-old Lance that's telling that story? Is that 18-year-old Kyla telling that story? Let's work with her. There's stuff that comes along with it, which is where, you know, being in supportive containers can be really helpful. But it's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, having, and one of those choices is having people in your life that are going to call you on it. Yeah. And, and choosing 
the standards and choosing like the habits that you do, like that's all you can control really. Totally. And it's like, what do you do when you get up? You know, what, what do you put in your body? What do you read? Who do you listen to? How much social media, how much water? Like there's so many factors. There's so many things that we can control that can really change or at least give us the opportunity to open up the doors to things, <laughs> the taps, but yeah. it's literally like, I, I see people and I know people personally that they, they will complain or they will say about they're, they're stuck, but then you ask them, well, what do you do every day? Like, what do you watch? First of all, let's, let's, what do you watch at night? Oh, I watch murder shows. I watch <laughs> this, watch that. Okay. I'm like, okay, maybe okay. less of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. What do you do when you get up? Oh, I immediately have like, you know, but like, I don't drink any water. I just slam coffee and some sugar. I'm like, okay. And it's like these little things. And then, you know, I guess sometimes it's easy for us to sort of be like, oh, well, that's the thing. But it's hard for me to understand that people don't have that awareness sometimes that it's like, you can make better choices that can make big changes. Yeah. Like it doesn't have, you don't have to go sit with ayahuasca for a week. You don't have to go do all this shit. You can literally make big changes by just making better choices in the basic things, mm -hmm. you know, like, I know, I know. And it's, it comes, yeah, it's back to that, you know, like we're the sum of the five people we've the top five people we spend our time with, whatever that saying is. Yeah. And if we think about society, like you and I, and the people who get what we're talking about right now, like we're the blessed ones. Like we, we really are so blessed that the people around us are of that caliber. There are so, there are millions and millions of people who a, don't even have access to, they don't understand. This conversation would be like a foreign language to them. That's a good point. And so their children are going to also likely be the same and then their children. And it's like, it's like when you're in fitness, people who are like, like serious at the gym who are going every single day and really committed, they're like a small percentage of society very small competitors, 1%, like that level is 1% of society. And because you surround yourself with people who are doing the same thing, Cam and I were talking about this the other day. It's so easy to assume that like, what do you mean? You don't know that you shouldn't eat McDonald's for breakfast. Yeah. What, do you mean? what do you mean? You don't know because that in your community is like, well, obviously, yeah. but in theirs, you're like, so this true. is all I've ever known. What do you mean? I'm not supposed to like, you know, it's just so it, it's, it's easy to be like, huh? And then, <laughs> yeah. you know, really come back and check like, no, there's so many people in this world and we're actually the minority. Yes. It's such a good point because it's so easy to be like, because we only know what we know, right? Mm -hmm. We only know mm -hmm. the podcasts, the books, the things that we mm -hmm. know. Like not everybody's watched Joe Rogan. Not everybody, everybody's watched. <laughs> they should. You know, Aubrey Marcus, like not everybody, yeah. not everybody knows. So it's like, it's so easy to be like, what, you don't know this. It's like, mm -hmm. but then really it's like, well, yeah, like not everybody is in the same awareness. And it's such a blessing to have that awareness. Like you're right. Mm -hmm. Like it's such to be like, I've said that before, even when I'm writing down gratitude, like over the years, I'm like, I'm so grateful to just be aware of things, mm -hmm. you know, that yeah. feeling of being stuck in like that, those days where you weren't even aware, like you weren't conscious of things. And you're just like, so many people are stuck in that. Oh, I think about myself at like 18, 19, 20, until like my mid twenties, I was such a wreck. And even then, like, I thought I was like awake and like, you yeah. know, conscious and kind and thoughtful. But I think back like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Different time. Well, and also to the breath work and, and this kind of work. Mm -hmm. That's the thing too, is that I'm sure that you've noticed this and I, I'm, I'm curious for you to speak on this. Like sometimes it's easy. It's easy to get people to do breath work that are in this, this sphere. Mm -hmm. But the real dance, the real thing is like, how do we get it to mainstream where the average person that has no idea is able to go, Oh yeah. Is able to understand and then be like, 
how can I do this in my life and make those changes? Like, because it's easy to say, oh yeah, take deep breaths, breath work. And like the lingo, you know, like yeah. the spiritual lingo and the personal development lingo. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you go and talk to somebody and they're like, what are you even saying right now? You're like, oh, okay. I got to explain this in a way that's like to like a five-year-old almost. That's, totally. would you say like that is like, that's one of the things that is like super important right now? A hundred percent. And I, so funny, like, I don't know how many times I've been asked, what do you do? Like, what do you do for work? And I'm, I, I like, I lose my words. So I'm like, how on earth do I explain what I do for work? Yeah. So I just like, oh, I'm a somatic breathwork facilitator and, and empowerment coach. And I was like, okay. So, cause the language that goes with what breathwork offers would be that my, my answer always is, have you ever sat with a psychedelic or plant medicine? That's my first question. If they say yes, I'm like, do you know how you can't explain that? That's, that's, <laughs> that's yeah, that makes but, sense. but for people who haven't experienced a psychedelic plant medicine, they're like, nope. So I'm like, okay. So I help you access trapped emotions and stored trauma to create capacity in your body so that you can actually like be more in tune with what you want. <laughs> and even then I hear myself, I'm like, they, they've, I've lost them. They have no idea what I'm talking about because for someone like someone who's just living a normal life. And this was me. Life was good. Life was fine. Life was good. Yeah. Had someone explained to me what I try to explain to people, I don't think I would have bought either. I would have been like, I'm good. Like, I, I don't need that. But the language, and I'm, I'm actually like in the midst of how do I change my language about what I do so that my dad understands. My dad doesn't have a clue what I do for work. You know, like I want people to understand yeah. when I say like a deeper connection to self, do you know how fucking powerful that is? Yeah like average Joe, I want to like shake them like a deeper, like the deepest connection to like yourself. Do you even know how cool that is? Yeah. And they're like, nah, I know who I am. You know, like <laughs> those are really simple words, deep connection to self. I know how potent that is. I know what I mean when I say that, but a lot of people don't understand what I mean when I say that, you know what I mean when I say that. Yeah. There's a sense of empowerment, like and to feel empowered, especially in times like now, <laughs> to know that like your no is, is like your no and your ah, uh, that doesn't feel good to me is concrete and that is enough. And if we're not connected to self, we get roped into doing what so-and-so wants to do because, well, that's what so-and-so is doing and that's what everyone else is doing. And and then mayhem breaks loose. But if you have that connection to self, and you can make powerful choices from a clear place where you're unwavering life gets to be pretty rad. Yeah. You know, another thing too, there's such great points, but also too, like sometimes like I'll speak to the work that you do that I see, like you sell yourself in the product of how you show up. Like you almost, like you almost don't even need to explain it if somebody just sees the way you, the work that you do, cause you embody it fully, Thank you. you know, and I, I admire people that do. And, you know, for me, that's the thing for me, it's, I, it's been tough for me to step into that, like breathwork healer guy role, because I'm still like, I'm working through those programs of like the hockey player and this guy, the bartender guy, like, and I've made videos about it before. And it's like, to fully step into and embody that is like it, 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 that right there for people, they can see the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. Right. Which is also a thing. It's like yeah, people that are winning at life don't have to say they're winning at life. Right. People are like, Oh man, I, I, I love that person. I'm just, you know, like it's the result. It's like how they feel. It's like the changes that you see in them from when, they were a year ago or two years ago. Like that is the evidence, mm-hmm. yeah. right? You don't need to shout yeah. from the rooftops. Like I do, th- I'm the best at this. I do that best at that. It's like, well, no, but like, let's, that let's like witness you. And that's why for me, like Aubrey Marcus was like my first spiritual mentor that I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that guy's like talking about sensitive things I can relate to. Mm-hmm. And like things that I'm interested in, but like, I thought it was like, 
only for like these like guys that wear turbans in like <laughs> Nepal. You know, yeah. it's like, and then crying about things. And I was like, oh, this guy is like, and like, and then I gave me permission, right? And I, really? and I'm curious for you, like, who, who is for you, like, who, who is that permission slip for you? Is there anybody that you admired in the spiritual world? Or like, is there anybody that you were like, ah, oh, that I really land with that person or a book you read or something like that? Yeah. It's so it's such an interesting question for me. I, yeah, I'll get back. To, I'll get back to the books. There's books for sure. In terms of people, and this has always been true for me and it's interesting there's never been anyone even in fitness like there was never like someone that I wanted to be like I wanted to be like the girls on the magazines but like there wasn't someone and even with this like I have this interesting maybe it's my only childness in me I keep to myself like mm. I mind my own business I don't even know I live in Victoria it's not a big city there's quite a lot of breathwork facilitators I think I know two of them and they're like my friends like I just, I, I, I keep to myself, I stay in my own lane and maybe someone taught me this at some point, but when I, I don't know if I'm going to be saying this well enough because there's people who like, I really like Aubrey Marcus. I appreciate, I, I honor, I honor their process. I'm so grateful that they're doing the work that they're doing, but there's no one that I can think of that is like my go-to. Mm. I, and, and. I feel like this came maybe from my first plant medicine journey where I was like, Oh no, it's me. Oh, it's right here. It, oh, right. It's me. It's always been me. It's always been me. Um, and so I have kept it all very here, um, which I both love. And there's this part of me that's like, oh, I kind of wish that like, I did have someone that I just was like, you know, like what would Jesus do kind of a thing? Like what would Aubrey do? Like what would I, I, I don't have that person there's a lot of people that I appreciate the work that they're doing and, and would go to events of theirs for sure. Um, in terms of books, like the first book, I think you and I have the first book, like the book that like really sent it, which was, well, it was two, it was the power of now and a newer Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. Those were the books that changed everything for me. I was 26. And that book, both of those books were offered to me years earlier. And I was like, I don't need these books. Yeah. Same. Okay, what is this? Floof floof. Yeah. And then I found myself in a relationship that wasn't where I wanted it to be. And I was a shitty version of myself. And I was like, something's gotta change. Looked over, picked up the book, read it in like two days, and everything started to change for me. Mm. Um and and it might have even maybe it started there where I was like, oh no, there's so much power inside of me. Like there's so much here and I've been so busy outside that might also be it for me I've been so busy my whole life putting my energy and giving my power to outside external things people places experiences and my journey in the last like you know 26 to 40 I don't know can't do math has been about like coming back here yeah so yeah so there are some really beautiful people doing really beautiful work and I'm so grateful and I, for me, for myself, it has to be about me. It has mm -hmm. to be coming back and following my, my little inner light, a little flickering light. Well, that's important. I mean, that's what's so interesting about these journeys is that everybody gets to the spot in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a lot of people kind of know what, they have that feeling, that inner knowing, but then it's like, they just don't act on it. They don't listen to the intuition, right? They don't, they just, they don't have, they don't give themselves permission. Yeah. Right. Well, cause usually when we listen to our intuition, it's going against something else, right? Our intuition is usually not following the herd. It's usually not doing what mom and dad wanted us to do. It's usually not. And that can be really scary and and we're taught to not, you know, like we're most of us, some of us are raised in families that, you know, it's complete opposite of everything I've said today, but not many. Yeah. I mean, I think breath work is probably the best gateway to the intuition, the clarity that you could possibly have other than, you know, doing plant medicine and that kind of thing. But like, what a, what a gift to be able to access that, 
all the time. Like it's in our body. <laughs> it's so cool. I think it's the coolest thing ever. Like I just I I think mm. it's so cool. What is your like breath work morning practice look like? And then we'll get into like how people can like check you out and find out more about your work and that kind of thing. But I'm curious to hear like what you, like, how does that, what does that look like on a, on a daily basis for you? Yeah. So sometimes it's not breath work. Sometimes it's a quick meditation. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's not, sometimes it's like just straight to the gym, but um, five to 10 minutes, if I'm going to drop into breath, usually get cozy on my couch. I've got this rad spot in the living room where the sun shines in and I wrap myself up in a blankie. And if it's in the morning, I'm usually doing a pretty uh, energizing breath practice of some sort, breath of fire, something, with, you know, big energy, some Wim Hof maybe. And it's like, it takes like three minutes, like three to five minutes of an active breath to like really shift your energy. Mm. And, and, you know, tell me you don't have three to five minutes. So yeah, I would say every other day there's breath and days that there's not breath, there's some version of just self-connection and tuning in. It's so important and it really doesn't take time. I, I avoided meditation for a long time. So I was like, I don't have 30 minutes to sit every day. Like I can't do that. You know, like I got shit to do. I run a business. I, I can't do that. And uh, which generally means that you should probably sit for an hour, but I I have come to discover that just a couple of minutes of just intentional connection is is really powerful. So what kind of I know you get different programs and things. Like what kind of things can I've seen you you like I said, you make sure we we will get you everybody following you on social media because you do a really good job with like, you know, showing the work that you do and the packages and I just Cause I'm always like, shit, I got to get better at this. So like, there's people, there's friends in my life that I'm like, good job. I like to really like call out people when they're doing things that I like, like, and I'm like, good. That's awesome. Keep doing that. Like, you know, <laughs> like, you. Yeah. <laughs> so walk us Thank through you. a little bit of like some of the programs you got and mm -hmm. what that looks like for people. Yeah. Cool. Um, the primary offer I have is an online container. It's a membership base. I've been trying to pull the word membership out. Cause I'm like, do people like memberships? But that is just what it is. I don't really know what else to call it. Um, called the essentials. And it's, I freaking love, I love this place. So it's, you have a whole whack of on-demand library products. So you've got over 50 breathwork practices, about 50 meditations, uh, maybe 30 or 40 yoga practices, like 20 or 30 body weight workouts, home workouts. So those are all there. You can wake up and you're like, I want not this and you can just choose from that we also get together eight times a month so we do every wednesday we do a community call where we have a theme that we talk about so people reference that as group therapy it's like everyone's favorite day of the week wednesdays um we do two big breath journeys a month so every couple of weeks we drop into a 90 minute breathwork session there's guest speakers educators it's the whole vibe and that is that's my baby that's where i like to invite people my intention is to have, you know, thousands of rad humans in there doing the work, creating ripples. And then if people are wanting more one-on-one -on -one work, I'm opening up a couple one-on-one -on -one spots for 2024. Um, 12-week option or a full year option is there. And that's all on my website. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I know you got to get going and speak to your community because, or your, you know, because it's, uh, it's, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. <laughs> is there is there anything on your heart that you want to leave people with like maybe a piece of advice that if somebody is like going through it right now you know going through some adversity feeling challenged what advice would you have for them to walk away with today yeah for me it's like a remembering that <clears throat> there is there is another side to this right cliche this too shall pass it will as the joy will also pass, the grief will pass, the challenge will pass. And that part of you that is feeling sad or angry or confused or fearful is important. That part of you really is important and they deserve the time to feel their feelings. So if you can honor yourself and feel the feelings, that's gonna be really, really beautiful for you. 
and to remember that there is another side. There is another side. And actually that other side will likely come sooner if you allow yourself to move through the feelings fully. It is, it is right there. That's the beautiful yet heartbreaking piece of life is the duality of it all, right? We have night, we have day. Mm. We have sun, we have moon. Yeah. Yeah. We have wakeful, we have sleeping. We have men, women, masculine, feminine. It's the duality. Yes. We have to have both. Have to. Have to. And your Instagram, the secret underscore essentials. That's her. Do you want everybody to go there? Is there anywhere else that you want to send people? You can go there. If someone's like, I want her website, it's link in bio. It's right link there. Secret essentials. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, awesome. Kyla, thank you so much. That's so I feel like good. we could talk about this stuff for hours. <laughs> I know. We'll just have to do it again or grab a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, friends. Thanks, everybody. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this. Also, here's your call to action. Go support Kyla's podcast, Reclaimed. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be awesome. Go support her. Go follow her on Instagram, the sacred underscore essentials. She's got freebies and giveaways for all you women out there. You're crazy not to follow her. Lots of value, big heart, doing big things in the world. And I'm grateful to have her on the show. Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. I love you. I appreciate you. We'll catch you next time.